0: On today's show, I'm going to be talking with singer-songwriter He Was, and he's got a pretty exciting new single coming out called Whole Thing, featuring Afro-Man. It's coming on the heels of his summer release, Lemon. He is from Boston, which I'm going to talk to him about and see what his plans are going into 2021. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: I know I almost choked on 2021 because I can't believe we're almost out of 2020 and into something hopefully better, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a long one, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) Well, at least you had one bright spot, the release of Lemon. But, um, you know, a lot of singers have had challenges releasing music this year.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been difficult. I mean, um, for me, definitely... You know I was um you know set to do a lot of touring um this year, going to like a lot of cool um casinos and stuff, and obviously that was all put on a hold, so that was um a huge bummer, but um it actually gave us time to do a ton of stuff in the studio, so you know not all bad.
0: Now you have a connection to the group ninety eight degrees. Which I'm I'm guessing um, you may not have even been born when they had their first hit song back in the (laughs) 90s.
1: No, I don't think I was.
0: (laughs) So what happened? They heard your sound and were intrigued and you guys started, what, collaborating or doing shows together?
1: Yeah. So basically... um you know, um, they, uh, Jeff Timmons from 98 degrees, um, was interested in putting together a boy band, a new boy band that he would manage himself. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so, uh, it was me and three other guys and the three other guys were found, you know, through friends of friends or managers of managers and so on. I actually got involved because, um, a friend of mine saw his Facebook post and somehow was friends with him on Facebook and, he said he was looking for one more singer and she tagged me. And then I, he listened to my stuff and I talked to him on the phone and I actually didn't know what 98 degrees was at the time, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. I I bet you
0: learned fast.
1: I learned fast. I, I looked him up and I was like, Oh God, this is an amazing opportunity. So, um, you know, he was a super nice guy. Um, and yeah, he, he flew us out and we ended up creating this really cool act where, um, we're singing and performing all of the best uh you know boy band songs from the 90s including some of their hits so yeah it's just a, a really cool experience
0: and was part of this done in Las Vegas
1: yeah so when they initially flew us out we were um living in Vegas um and learning choreography there learning um and recording the music there um and then that was kind of our home base as we um, flew out to different uh, casinos across the country.
0: I thought that was a really good concept to do like a best of the boy bands because there's so yeah. much nostalgia for that right now.
1: Yes. Nostalgia for the 90s is huge. <laughs> it's like Friends is on Netflix and, you know, boy bands are on the radio. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as someone who may not have been born during you know new kids on the block and you know some of this other stuff, what songs did you really connect with from that era?
1: Um, you know, I you know obviously knew about in sync um and Backstreet Boys and did listen to them a little bit mm-hmm. growing up, so um you know, we're going through the set list and everyone's deciding which solos they want and fighting over them as soon as like a you know. Justin Timberlake part of the song I was like, okay, you know, that's, that's gotta be my part. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like,
1: yeah. The one section I was kind of excited about.
0: Well, I know that you are influenced by a lot of like classic R and B and you know, Justin Timberlake yeah. was so good about embracing the classic R and B pop sound of like a Michael Jackson. And there seems to be always like that thread of really radio friendly RB R&B influenced pop music?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Justin Timberlake definitely was able to like take Michael Jackson into like the next step, I feel like.
0: And it seems like you know even Justin's been out there long enough that, you know, he'll he'll eventually have a successor. I mean, where do you think you fit in with all this? You seem to You have a little bit more of, I'd say, a hip-hop edge than, like, a Justin Timberlake. How would you, you know, say you differentiate yourself? Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting. I feel like um, the music that we've been making this year is such, like, an interesting mix of all these genres, and we've got, you know, Afro Man added so much to that track, which is now kind of like this pop-hip-hop fusion that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're just kind of, like chasing sounds and when we hear something cool we're like okay yeah let's add that and add that in and i think like the more that the songs have become like this cool mix of sounds and genres the more that we end up liking it so Mm -hmm. i think we kind of actually like that it doesn't like fit in nicely with like a through line of okay we're the next this artist the next this artist kind of just like you know we just want to sound unique you know
0: how did this collaboration with Afro Man happen? Yeah,
1: so um, we had been looking for uh, rappers or just, you know, um, collaborators in general of any genre. And um, it actually ended up that. So the guy that I'm working with, uh, co writing Blazar, uh, aka Jared Fink, uh, working with him here on this album, his um, publicist is actually. Man's publicist as well so when that came up we were like oh my god is there any possibility we could talk to him and try to get you know convince him to be a part of this project in any way and uh he ended up being a, a really cool guy and we talked to him and it it just uh fit perfectly
0: well you um were born right outside of boston
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you're 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 an east coast guy <laughs> <laughs> but in your uh bios reading, you come from a really interesting background and just you know, from the top of it, your grandmother was from the Caribbean, from uh mm-hmm. Curacao.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And had like a Dutch, Spanish, some South American, African influence. You've got, and you've got on your, you know, grandmother, other grandmother, uh, Mexican, some, you know, indigenous background, um, some, you know, Jewish background on your, um, you know, on your grandfather's side. So it seems like, you know, you are, you know, you've got such a a rich history to draw from. A whole mix of everything. (laughs) Yeah. and, And how important is that to you know, being able to express all those sides of you in your music.
1: Yeah, it's super important. I mean, I think that's kind of like where I draw like that whole mix from. Um, because, you know, obviously there's like, you know, music is such a huge part of culture. So, you know, um, you know, growing up, you know, engaging all those different kinds of cultures, listening to all those different um, kinds of music definitely adds to that kind of like, um fusion that I feel like i have always kind of um, drawn into, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I mean, just kind of, um, I think it really piqued my interest in just kind of like social justice isu- issues and just kind of like being aware of, you know, just cultures and life and, you know, how people are, are, are just affected by all these things, I think is like really um, present in everything I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we seem to be doing a better job out in the world of just you know representing a bigger cross-section of people and it just seems so important you know to continue with that i mean what are your thoughts on just you know seeing people that you know who represent you or just seeing you know your heritage represented by by you and other people um yeah and uh I'm, I'm sorry. Can you say that last part again? Oh, and just you know, you know, we all want to see our heritage, you know, and it just seems like you know we're doing better at that, but there's room for more, and it just seems like you know you're you're doing a good job with that, and, and just <laughs> that, you know, there is such an awareness right now. Do you think we've made a lot of progress with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, there's always obviously a ton of room for improvement i mean i think like uh you know representation is is so important and that's like in music and it's in it's in politics and it's it's everywhere you know it's like um you know for for a lot of groups of people it's not easy for them to look out and see like you know someone in in their profession that they want to do that's looking like them and you know feels um confident being you know from that same culture and um so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're getting there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it just always seems that musicians are at the forefront of social change.
1: Oh, typically. I mean, I think it's kind of always been that way.
0: Mm-hmm. So for your music, you know, Lemon, which is a very catchy song. Um, do you do you see with the new single, Whole Thing, are you going into, I wouldn't say a more political direction, but, you know, how, how have you progressed in your music as you've matured?
1: yeah i mean it's definitely not like a political direction you know the the song is kind of about like um hookup culture and all that um but yeah i mean it's definitely like um another another side of that same like character um that we've um been kind of like developing over the last year
0: well you are of that generation that has grown up you know on you know phone app dating Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and you know, a lot of young people really don't know how to hook up without an electronic device now.
1: This is true, yes. Especially in, in COVID times is not a help at all. I don't hear a lot of people um, you know, meeting at bars or meeting at restaurants or anything like that. I think um you know, we we've been so accustomed to if you can if you can get it on your phone, why not? <laughs>
0: So in your song, you know, what's your attitude to it? You know, good, bad, indifferent? I mean, wh- what are your thoughts on 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 hookup culture in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly kind of like a, a character that I'm playing in the song. Um, you know, it's not necessarily like um, exactly my experience or the way that I'm feeling about it. But definitely the character in the song is definitely pro-hookup <laughs> mm-hmm. culture. You know, they're saying that, you know, they had fun with this person, but, you know, let's let's not make it any more than a one-time thing
0: well there's such an awareness of you know the pickup artist you know and that's been so influential just the art of you know i think guys your age growing up this tremendous pressure you know to to prove themselves out you know in in this in this pickup culture world you know what do you see with with your friends and growing up i mean what do you think are the unique pressures your generation had to grow up with
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I almost see it as kind of like a lack of pressure, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't see the same like need for people my age to like, you know, get, get married or settle down or anything like that. So, um, you know, like I'm seeing, you know, even, you know, friends that are like a little above my age range that, you know, they're still kind of in the same boat, just going out, hooking up, you know whatever <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well one thing that i think is too bad with the COVID and the quarantine and this is especially with your music is just people can't go out and dance right now
1: yeah that I mean, is do you true, miss yeah. that
0: wouldn't you just love to see your new music heard in a nightclub
1: that would be awesome yeah i mean i know there's some clubs that they're open but then the dance floor is blocked so that's not fun either <laughs>
0: no that's- the whole point. No, not at all. And so you're still in in uh, Massachusetts right now?
1: No, I'm actually uh, living in Spokane at the moment.
0: Oh, you're in Washington State. Well, yeah. as we both know, the governor on just last Sunday has kind of um, reversed a lot of stuff. And it's even more restrictive now in yep. restaurants, bars. So... Not good in, in this state right now.
1: Yeah, we, we are going back into shutdown. Um, I think it was just yesterday uh, I tried to go to the gym and found out that was closed for the first time and <laughs> wasn't happy about that.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, uh, you know, as a pop star, you, you better find an alternate way to stay in shape for your fans.
1: Yes, this is true. Yeah, I, uh, I've already made the switch to uh, online workout videos. Because
0: so. if you're going to do a boy band tribute. Yes. So, <laughs> well, how long have yep. you been in Spokane for?
1: Um, I've been here for nine months now, I believe. Now, what brought you there? Um, actually working with um, Blazar, the, the co-writer and producer that I'm working with now on um, All These Songs, has a um, fantastic studio here, and, and we've just been working away.
0: Wow, because I know Spokane. I grew up in Washington State, and oh, really? for, for those who don't know, Spokane is in the eastern part of the state. It's kind of like mm-hmm. its own separate state compared to western Washington.
1: Yeah, it's very far from Seattle. People often think that I'm basically in Seattle, and very far from it.
0: Right, you kind of have to go over a big mountain to get there, and then a lot yeah. of flat highway. <laughs> yep. So do you ever come to Seattle? You know, Have you hit any of the like west coast, and do you do any stuff uh, here?
1: Yeah, very briefly, uh, actually, with the boy band, uh, tribute band, we actually did a gig in Suquamish um, at this beautiful casino on the lake. Um, So we drove to Seattle and then Mm -hmm. took the the ferry ride over. And that was incredible.
0: I know exactly the casino you're talking about. Yes. I don't know why I'm blanking out, but in, in that area, there's actually two. Because there's the Suquamish tribe, which is where, up the street from that, I believe, is the cemetery where Chief Seattle is buried.
1: Yes. Yeah, I actually um, had a friend that visited me that was um, from Seattle, and they, they walked us through like, all that history, and it was incredible.
0: So now I, I just won't be able to relax until I can think of the name of that casino. But one thing I'll say, though, for these tribute bands is these casinos are a godsend for, you know, places where you can perform.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we ended up seeing so many cool places um, with this tribute band just um, in casinos. I mean, it's, it's kind of genius because there's, you know, the built-in audience of everyone just, you know, having fun at the casino, whether they're in the hotel or gambling or whatever, and, you know if there's a there's a cool band playing people are people are going to walk in and you know um you know check it out
0: now was this the um clearwater casino
1: yes yes it was that was it yeah
0: okay because i think they did a big remodel the past couple of years and probably build a new concert hall and stuff oh, there's yeah. one there's one kind of near there too it's the point and they're really into like the tribute bands and that's the one thing I've liked okay. about these casinos. They do a lot of, like, ACDC tribute band or, mm-hmm. you know, Joan Jett tribute band. That's kind of like a casino thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a really smart um, way that Jeff Timmons went about it, you know, having us kind of be a tribute band, um, you know, in the beginning, because obviously people are going to come if they were fans of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, 90 Degrees, and, you know, of course, you know, who wasn't, you know, so... um you know, and the plan being that, you know, eventually over time, you know, when we release our first, you know, few singles as a group, you know, mm-hmm. we can kind of slowly transition into, you know, doing more of our own stuff. And then by that point, you know, we'll have that built-in fan base that came out, you know, when we were doing Bye 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 and, you know, all that.
0: Now, do you have a name for this band?
1: Yes, it's called Overnight.
0: Overnight. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like an overnight sensation
1: yeah <laughs> that was the idea
0: well, I can't remember his name, but i I interviewed another guy who was part of this and who was also doing solo work on the side
1: yeah ilya
0: ilya of course yes
1: yeah hes yeah good
0: friend and he, he made a really cool video, so are you kind of going neck and neck? are you going to make really cool videos like he did
1: yeah we're we're, we're competing now for the the j t. of the group.
0: so nowadays with the covid are you able to film videos
1: yeah i mean we have to do it you know in really creative ways you know with the um with the video that we're doing now with afro man and even you know the the pictures and everything we had to be really creative so we actually um i think i sent you the cover art for it it's actually we found this really good um cartoonist that made this um just like graphic design of me and Afro man driving down the street in a car and everything. Um, and you know, for the video, um, again, like, you know, it would have been amazing to, to see Afro man in person and film this video, but you know, with this, with this stuff, it's not an option. So I filmed stuff on my end, just kind of at, at the house and everything, he's filming stuff in his studio and, you know, we're going to piece something together and, and make it look really cool.
0: So you all did your, um, singing and vocal performances separately.
1: Yeah, yeah, thousands wow. of miles away.
0: <laughs> so so when you're doing that, how do you build the chemistry with the other artist?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a mix of, you know, Skype calls like we're doing now and text and all that kind of stuff, just going back and forth. Um, you know, so it's kind of like an extended uh, recording session, you know, and um, yeah, just just going back and forth and throwing ideas off each other just like you would if you were in person, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I looked him up briefly, but um, I'd like to know more info. Like, what was Afro Man's sort of story before he started collaborating with you? How, you know, what really, who thought your two styles would be a good match?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like I'm at that stage where it's like, you do the amazing opportunity if it's possible and then you find a way to make it work, you know? So <laughs> when we um, found out that this was even, you know, a possible idea, we went through every song that we've made the past year and we have like kind of 12 or 13 that, you know, are, are pretty much polished. And just when, would this one work for and Would this one work? And then, you know, we came across that one. We're like, wait a minute, like hookup culture, like a little bit more of like a raunchy song. Like this is, I, you know, we thought it'd be perfect for him. And, um, you know, we, we went in and massaged a little bit, made the beat a little bit more accustomed to like a hip hop verse and everything. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, we kind of worked backwards from, you know, okay, we got the opportunity. Now let's make it make sense.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering with your, you know, boy band image, that's a real fine balance because the traditional boy bands, yeah, they, they, they you know, appealed to, you know, kind of an innocent crowd, you know, on the surface. Yeah. yeah, they were a little rock and roll, a little bit, you know, sexy, but not too sexy. They were still yeah. kind of good, <laughs> clean fun. They never crossed a line, you know? Yeah. Are you ever conscious of that? Or does Timmons ever say, hey, here's the line, don't cross it?
1: Yeah, well, you know what's interesting is, um, actually the first gig um that we ever had um was in Menominee Casino in Wisconsin, and um, every year they have a male uh, strip club come and do a strip show, and we were the first year where that casino had a group that was singing and not stripping, um, <laughs> but a, but a lot of people a lot of the women at the casino were not aware of that. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think we were actually being pulled in the other direction that time.
0: Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It started, yeah. it started becoming like a, a magic Mike.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, followed, um, Jeff Timmons, uh, career at all. He had, um, a lot of magic Mike moments as well after, uh, 90 degrees and he's still in, you know, 90 degrees. They, um, back and they're performing and they do a lot of christmas shows but um in between he actually was in a um a male strip review in Vegas and that's why he's out in Vegas now um, okay. for many years and then he actually managed a, a male strip review show so he's he's um you know he's had his experience in that world as well
0: okay that makes sense to you. yeah didn't like um Ian Zurig from Beverly Hills, 90210 kind of do a similar thing or like he hosted like the Chippendales review.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of crossover actually with, (laughs) with, with boy bands and that whole, you know, magic Mike kind of universe.
0: See this whole landscape has changed so much in the past few decades. I mean, Mm. in the past, if you're, you know, in a boy band, you could retire peacefully now, now there's this whole other level of, you know, Las Vegas. Uh, you always have, now. It's like you have to have a little Las Vegas thing mid-career.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Vegas Thanks. is so cool. I mean, you can't really complain about it either.
0: Now, hopefully, you'll be able to do the your part of Vegas while keeping your clothes on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh Hopefully, yeah. you'll have enough clout by then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why it's funny that you mentioned Jeff, kind of drawing the line where we should go. I think, <laughs> if anything, we're telling him, "Yeah, no, we we were going to put our line here." <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I do think that's why people like the whole nostalgia for boy bands because a lot of people do want a more innocent time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally.
0: You know, and everyone likes to be reminded of the songs they, you know, grew up with. So I think for you, you know, when your singles take off, you will be the songs that this next generation remembers when they get older.
1: Yeah, well, that's I think that's the goal.
0: Wouldn't that be the best as a singer? That one, you know, the teeny boppers who hear your music when they grow up and have kids. They share with your kids, wow. you know, this is the song he was mm-hmm. put out. That uh, This was my favorite song when I was your age.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can only hope to be that timeless, right? I mean, I think that, like, with with every generation, you know, like, only time tells which artists will stand out as, you know, you can still play those songs on the radio, you know, 20 years later. And, you know.
0: That's uh, why in this in this band, Overnight, you got to be the breakout star.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's the competition that's brewing, right?
0: You can't let Ilya be the Justin. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe there's room for like a, a JC or a... I don't know. I don't even know half these people's names. Although I will say, or I have to ask you, what is your favorite 98 degree song of all time?
1: Um... You know, we do, we do three of them in uh, the show. Can um, uh, yeah, just do that? one noche. No, no, <laughs> yeah, that one's actually so fun because, um, you know, the few, uh, there were a few performances that Jeff actually came out and performed that one right in the middle of our show and uh, wow. all went crazy.
0: Nice. Yeah. Hopefully he kept his clothes on.
1: Yeah, for the most part.
0: <laughs> it wasn't like the bump and grind version.
1: No, no, no.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, we're, we're going to wrap up in a bit, not quite yet, but I just want to make sure everyone knows where to find you and your music online. Yes. Where should they go?
1: Yeah, so for um everywhere, um if you go I am he was, so Instagram i am he was, Twitter um and then the website as well is i am he was.com.
0: Where does the name he was come from?
1: Uh, You know, um, we're kind of figuring out as we go. Um, I think, you know, it's something that sounded really cool and just something that kind of sounds, um, you know, larger than life. And actually kind of what you're talking about of just, you know, um, the hope of people in like future generations looking back and saying like, oh, you know, he was, you know, a great artist or, you know, that kind of thing. So that was kind of like the. Um, the idea behind that
0: so the new single is coming out uh, november 27th correct yep whole thing the the new anthem for hookup culture
1: yes
0: (laughs) well i just want to wrap it up give you the final word here and from you know all your experiences with this band overnight and you know especially learning you know more about music history pop music history uh you know, from the source you know from from someone who lived it you know back in the nineties what 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 have you learned the most the past year or so being involved with this boy band project, and how has it made you a better you know musician performer entertainer you know how has it made you better
1: yeah, I mean, you know obviously working um with with Jeff, like every every time he'd huddle us around and, you know, give us a speech, you know, we just kind of hung on every word, you know? So I, I feel like just being around him and seeing his just like amazing, like positivity and just, you know, all this experience and everything, we got so much from that. And then, um, you know, just the experience of it too. I mean, um, before being a part of this group, um, I think all of us in the group had never done um, a ton of choreography. So, you know, Um, you know getting a part of this this show that's you know so like choreography heavy and just um, you know interacting with the crowd um, so much Um, you know we were kind of starting at zero with that so we had a choreographer that was over there um, every single day for two hours just being really patient with us and (laughs) you know helping us do that so you know I mean talk about learning something I went from like having no dance skills to doing like, you know, an hour and a half show, just full out um, singing the whole time, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, on top of that too, I mean, a lot of the performing experience I had before that was me sitting down at a piano and guitar, um, you know, just up against a mic. So, you know, all the, all the technical stuff of jumping around with, you know, the, the fancy mics that are, you know, tied around your, ear and you got your pack around your waist and you know just all that kind of um technical stuff was a huge help because you know that that's what people do now that's what they expect when you see a a performance of someone huge you don't want them just sitting there you want you know a whole show so um you know i feel like we have that experience now to to really like sell a show if you know we do go out on our own or or continue with this for a while either way
0: to go from all that in vegas and now you're hiding out in Spokane.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Do they still have in Spokane that um the old spaghetti factory? They do. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if oh. I
1: mentioned to you but I'm a, a Grubhub driver as well and I <laughs> think I delivered to them from them uh, three times yesterday.
0: Oh my god, is that the one like in the train? Do they have I think inside yeah. like a little um train room or something like it's really an it old does. train.
1: Now that you mention it, it does kind of look like a train aesthetic. I didn't even realize that.
0: <laughs> something. But, I, you know, if you think you're, you're looking for something in Spokane, you can't find anything, go to the old spaghetti factory.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I really appreciate, you, you know, getting me and everyone else up to date on what's happening. I think yes. hopefully there's you know, some light around the corner and that, you know, next year you can get. You know your live stage performance is going again but at least in the meantime we've got whole thing to look forward to in just a week yes we do well you take care and and i really hope that you know uh, 2021 brings you a lot of success